0: this is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world
1: A friend of mine told me i had to check out this pool america on main street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant
0: Today, those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige, and engineering first. It's impacting everyday Americans. I am against the train, the way it's being
1: done right now.
2: York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, scam, scam,
1: scam, scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today, and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper.
0: Hello, I'm Fred Mills, and this is the World's Best Construction Podcast by the B1M. Hello, and welcome aboard a special cruise ship-themed episode of the World's Best Construction Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Bluebeam. How are you feeling, guys? Are you pleased to be setting sail on this voyage of discovery into cruise ship construction?
1: Yes, mate, I am. I, I, I've, I'm pretty keen to discuss this. I've got some pretty strong opinions, just in cruise ships in general, and especially this big thing, call it that.
2: <laughs> I'm not you to have a strong opinion, mate. Looking forward to that. How you doing, Luke? Uh, I- I love I love when Liam has strong opinions. It's it's fantastic. It's just pure entertainment. Yeah, no, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I've had uh, I've had a, it's, it's been a busy few weeks. I've gone to a lot of weddings recently. My cousin got married, um, and their venue was the, at this golf club, and you could see the whole London skyline from wow. from the building. It was it was really impressive, and the sunset was gorgeous. It was unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable. Other than that. It's. I, I feel like I'm a bit weddinged out, you know. It's like I, I just want to sit on the sofa and play a bit of Starfield on my Xbox, you know. So <laughs> it's like, guys, can we not? Can we not just like get married? Just calm it, calm down. Just uh, or look, be you,
0: no in future. Yeah, say that I can't make it. I'm playing video games today. Yeah, sorry. that's it.
2: That's it, mate. I'm. I'm. I'm excited for the cruise ship chit chat, mate. And I, I'm. I'm more excited to hear the rants and the comp- the complaints from Liam. I'm. I'm buzzing. I can't wait. I might join him. I might join him. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> we're
0: gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. So, guys, this week we are talking about the construction of the world's biggest ever cruise ship, a video that came out on the B1M yesterday. Also in the news, we're talking about Dusseldorf's new high-rise development and works nearing completion over at Tokyo's Azabudai Hills district. As always, lots of banter discussion and analysis about construction and architecture during the episode, along with some of your comments from the week. Let's do it. Let's cast off. Let's set a sail. Let's go. First of this week, and a bit of a first for the B1M, we have branched out from regular construction into cruise ship construction. Bit of a debate on the editorial team here, because we haven't done a cruise ship before. Uh, But the team pointed out, yeah, it's actually a huge feat of engineering. It's a huge uh, construction task. So we've gone and had a look at it. We're going to see how it goes and the more we looked into it, the more kind of blown away we were by the size of this undertaking. So, this is a cruise ship, right? It's the biggest cruise ship in the world. It's called the Icon of the Seas. But as a construction project, it's 365 meters long, which, if you turned it upright, would be a super tall skyscraper. It's got 2,800 rooms. It weighs 250,000 gross tons and has 22 elevators. So, you know, even if it was a building, it would be absolutely enormous. Uh, five times the size of the titanic you know so the biggest ship ever built back in back in 1912 the titanic has now been eclipsed by something five times bigger and it's 35 meters longer than the height of the eiffel tower which i just find astonishing if you took this boat turned it upright in the middle of paris and stuck it next to the eiffel tower why would you do that i'm not sure why anyone would ever do that but it would be uh 35 meters taller It is a big big boy uh it's like taking the chrysler building laying it on its side and putting it in the ocean except 46 meters longer as we say in the video it's absolutely huge this thing construction's taken two and a half years and the ship is due to become operational in 2024 we're going to get into how it was built how it was assembled at a dock over in uh finland what do you guys make first impressions is this a great feat of engineering should we be covering up the b1m is this the right kind of construction field for us hit me
1: I think I think the engineering and design behind it's quite impressive to be building a ship that big, right? To fit so many people on it. But I just can't help but think what is the point in it. Yeah. That's the sheer size of it, man, just and the amount of pollution it'd be putting into the ocean. I just think it's completely over the top and just like unnecessary to have something this big in the ocean.
2: Yeah. It's, there's no doubt the construction, the engineering is impressive. Um, it is huge. It is huge. You Google, you Google image this thing, you're like, oh, my days. This is absolutely massive. I can't help but think it's so grotesque, though. You know, it's just so... Uh, big and ugly and i'm i know there's gonna be people listening who are like massive fans of cruises i've got a friend who like loves going on cruises but it's just not for me mate it's just not for me and it's interesting that liam i didn't even know uh i wasn't even aware about the pollution part of it but it makes a lot of sense i'd like to know and do a bit more research on that it's, it just looks insane. It's massive. It's, it's, it's the size of a skyscraper just moving around the water. It's absurd. Absurd. I, like, yeah.
0: I quite like that though, right? So I'm in, in defense of the size. I accept it's a bit gaudy. And we'll come on to what's inside this cruise ship in a bit, guys, because there's everything you could imagine on board this boat. Um, but I, you know, I like a big, super tall skyscraper. I like an A three eighty. I like a seven eight seven. I find them incredible. Sorry, seven eight seven, seven, four, seven, seven, eight, is mm. also pretty good, especially the seven eight seven nine. Oh, get into my aviation uh, geekery here, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, you know, I as a feat of engineering, the scale of it, floating and moving, and what's happening on it, is it's an incredible achievement for humankind. I think it's an amazing thing. But yeah, I agree. It's a bit gaudy. Does it need to be that big? Is there really the demand to be on a ship that big? Could you even do it all in a two-week cruise? I don't
2: know. But yeah, in defense of the engineering, it's pretty epic. Mm. It's a big old boy. It's a big It's a big old boy. I mean, they've got slides on there. It looks like there's a theme park on there. <laughs> Liam's talking about like, like rock climbing and... Yeah, I, I get I get what a cruise is, I get that that, that people are meant to be entertained, but um yeah, I, I I don't know while we're while we're, you know, trying so hard to fight pollution and fight climate change, you know, while we're building stuff like this, you know, y- y- you can't have a double standard like this, can you? Or is it worse just to go on an A three eighty, like you said, Fred? What's better? I don't know. I don't know I- the maths on it
0: i don't know you look at the graphs and you see these sort of charts they do about what's what's bad for the planet i think short term sorry short haul flights are worse long haul flights are actually quite a long way down the list um really i, I can't remember where cruise ships are but i i hear you this is a very big gas guzzling machine uh going across the ocean and yeah there's a big sustainability question but i have to say i think the the engineering of how they put this stuff together you can guys can see it in the video it's epic the scale of it the thought the coordination the planning what like as a, as a feat of engineering taking aside where whether or not it's right and whether or not you like it i think as a feat of engineering is undeniably impressive yeah. this thing was built up in uh, a dry dock in finland starting with the keel and it was kind of like a giant lego set the way they put this thing together like a big game of tetris so engineers built parts of the ship including these 2800 staterooms Block by block, in like different modules, in different parts of this huge sprawling shipyard up in Finland. And then piece by piece, they kind of bring them over, put them into place within the ship, weld them together. And that steadily over time begins to crew, begins to build this, uh, well, cruise towards building this absolutely enormous cruise ship. Um, took eight months to put together piece by piece. And then when it was finally ready, they moved it out of the dry dock into an outfitting dock. And to do that, this this all happened within the same uh, shipbuilding yard up in Finland. But to do that, the dry dock was filled with water, and then you had these five very strong tugboats pulling the ship out of the dry dock across to the outfitting dock. Uh, once over there, technicians installed, all kinds of things like furniture, finishings, everything that goes into one of these uh, one of these massive ships. What's interesting is the hull shape, right? So, typically, smaller boats have this kind of V shaped hull, which helps them reach high speeds and cut through waves with, uh, you know, nice, nice and quickly, nice and easy, helps them achieve their speed. Cruise ships, instead, have this kind of U shaped hull, which are wider and rounder, and that helps them disperse weight and water more easily with their larger size. It also creates more space for amenities. It does slow them down, but it does create a lot more stability. So that was a really Mm. interesting part of the engineering for me that I found fascinating. I think what struck me the most is that this thing is like, it's like building, as we said, a very large skyscraper or a small city district with all kinds of things, amenities, medical centers, restaurants, bars, places to sleep, infrastructure. All of it is built on this great floating platform effectively that then goes out into the ocean it's it's amazing stuff like am i, am I wrong in saying yeah. that as a feat of engineering it's pretty awesome
1: right yeah i, I think i think it's an awesome feat of engineering i just think it's severe overkill <laughs> 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 i really do i i don't know my personal opinion is i couldn't think of anything <laughs> worse being stuck on a i know I know what i'm talking about that on a cruise with that ma- that many people um you know out at sea so you literally cannot escape um, yeah, I, I agree. I, d- I do agree, Fred. The engineering is, is amazing. The way they put it together as well. Um, but I've, I just, I don't know. I just feel like you know, it's a bit of a waste. Maybe, you know, Put it yeah. towards a new cool skyscraper or something somewhere <laughs> around the world.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Royal you know, Caribbean. Like- Royal Caribbean need to build a skyscraper, didn't they, in Helsinki or something? <laughs> instead, yeah. to put but the money in the
0: Caribbean, have-
1: surely. Yeah.
2: yeah. Do, do they do
1: they have like theme parks, like crazy theme parks like like this just looks like a theme park to me. Do they have theme parks like this on land or is it just purely it, it's just the the cruises is what they think, basically their market.
0: Literally I'm I'm guessing now from stuff I've seen online, but I think Royal Caribbean have like their own dedicated resorts, don't they where the ship will dock, people will get off, go to their resort and then come back on the ship again. Um mm-hmm. I'm not that au fait with the uh, cruise holiday design because I'm not um I'm I'm younger than eighty, so I don't really understand it, but uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite retired yet. because it tends to be retired I, people, doesn't it?
2: I uh, but just, I get you know I, suppose, I, I suppose I get it from that perspective. If you if you have trouble with mobility and you can just go to a room on a cruise ship and it takes you around the Mediterranean and you can like jump off and go on a little tour, come back, go to your room. I suppose there is some, some comfort in, in that. And maybe we just can't relate to it. You know, we're all like males in like 20s, 30s and or whatever whatever Fred is. I don't know. But- <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Uh, <laughs> is he? Is he an animal? Is he? <laughs> Leo. Um, no, but I, I also think the design, the design's a bit crazy as well, right? Like I can see... The uh the the, the section on the, on the Aquadome
0: is oh, that mate. what
2: it's called the Aquadome?
0: It's not only is this thing big, but it's also quite ugly. And I I, oh, I just want to go back mate. a bit, right, and say, all oh, right, I've kind of like stereotyped by saying that cruises are for old people. I'm sure there's many young people listening to this right now going, "What are you talking about? I go on a cruise every year and love it." So I apologize. It's just a bit of a stereotyped view that I've shared, which I do apologize for. I think it's just a you have to be in for cruising, <laughs> don't you? You have to be into. Uh, I, and in, in full disclosure, I've never done a cruise, so I don't know. But there are Disney cruises, there's all kinds of cruises you can do. There's oh, cruises there around Disney. the fjords in Norway, lovely sort of stuff. Mm. Um, I'm sure I it is... think that's
2: different, though. Like, the fjord thing, like, river river cruises and doing that, because sometimes that's the best vantage of seeing, like, the fjords. Like, you yeah, can't yeah, drive yeah, yeah. to them. I think that's different, I mm. okay. the European that ones down the Danube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, My, go
1: on. Would you? Would, okay, if you go, say you're in the Mediterranean, and you go on like a a boat for the day. You want to go out snorkeling or something like that. You mm. sit there and go, God, I hope there's no one on this boat with me. You know what I mean? You know, you're you're like, I hope I get one of the boats where there's not many people, and yeah. you get on the boat and there's heaps. You go to Thailand, there's heaps of people on the boat. You're just like, damn. <laughs> so imagine that times a million is what I think towards these.
0: Ten thousands, actually 10,000 people can go on this thing which is a lot of people, a which we've lot of people. Out <laughs> sea. yeah it just makes feel quite scared about something going wrong but these things are that they're incredibly well engineered they are incredibly safe you don't hear many issues often um yeah i, I think it's just you have to be into your cruises and you? if you're into your cruises this is amazing it's like the last word in huge ship design with every means you could dream of so if you're into cruises, this is this is the holy grail, both in terms of engineering
1: and what it offers. Is there anything um, on the engineering of the buoyancy? Any details around that? How they've managed to do that?
0: Yeah, there is a lot around that we should talk about it in the video as well. So it's there's some stuff around uh, how buoyancy works. So I'm not going to go into here because you kind of need to see it visually. But we have done some stuff around how buoyancy works in the video, and it's all to do with uh, the basically the amount that it displaces, the amount of uh, water this ship can displace and some of the materials and open spaces within it so yeah it's interesting stuff as i said ten thousand people it's a big old beast it's a big old machine um just winding back as i said to what it looks like it does have this very large kind of glass dome shaped thing on the front of it which i know you guys listening on a podcast but it kind of for me looks like the love child of the gherkin and the walkie-talkie in london um and not in a good way like it's the not d- a very It's not a very good looking thing, I don't think. But that in in itself is a huge feat of engineering and gives you incredible views out across the ocean when you're inside Mm. it, I would imagine.
2: Is that just a subtle dig at the walkie-talkie?
0: Never, mate. I've never made something. I think of it, at it
2: all. is. Yeah. I think it is Liam because I lovely. don't see the walkie talkie I I don't see at all the the love child between walkie talkie. <laughs> it's yeah, the Gherkin and like the, the 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 Queen Elizabeth ship or something like that. You know, yeah, I get that, but <laughs> walkie talkie. What what's that got? I, I do think with it is it?
0: ugliness and it's ugliness and offensiveness. I think that's where I'm getting walkie talkie vibes. I think that's what yeah. I mean.
1: What's um, this? Um, uh, you were talking about this before, Luke. The the Aquadome, uh, in, inside of that sort of gherkin-like shape, as we were talking about the um, it looks like there's a giant waterfall that flows down from that. That look that's that looks actually quite cool. I know. It's, I know. You look at the back of it. That, that render of the back of the
0: ship. You have got everything going on. There's a running track. There's like a play pool for kids. There's a adult pool. Mm. There's palm trees. There's a there's a mini golf site. There's a basketball court i'm just literally looking around just working around saying what i see you've got water slides tubes um one of those like surf pools i've got this wrong now probably not saying it right but one of those like pools where there's water being forced towards you at speed and you've got to kind of surf and everyone falls off
1: and you see Mm. that on instagram quite a lot (laughs) I, i suppose if you if you're into these type of things and you wanted a good family holiday though this could be it you know what i mean you have every single thing there like like you were saying earlier To keep the kids entertained, I'm sure they've got, like, daycare, likely, so the parents can go off to the restaurant or go for a swim. Mm. So if it's your type of – I mean, I'm being a little bit uh, negative towards it just because I just couldn't fathom being around that many people for weeks at a time. But I'm sure it's it's amazing to some people.
0: It's like an all-inclusive resort, isn't it? It's got everything you need. It's there, but it changes location. So you can get on it. You haven't got to worry too much about traveling, and you're seeing different things. You can get (laughs) off here and there if you want to. But ultimately you've got to come back on stay
1: on the boat so. yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna say the only the only the only traveling is in case you want to walk from one end to the boat you've got to go from your yeah. room on one end to the very end So, like, do they have the travel things to help you scoot along or like electric Maybe. scooters you could just yeah. scoot along
0: i am expecting a Segway or a golf cart at some point something on there will help you get around a bit
1: quicker surely staff are cruising around on Segways yeah well, so-
2: um you know this if if, with rising sea levels and if if like london goes underwater then you know at least we know we're good we can just build a couple of these bad boys and (laughs) you know live 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 on these you know because they're like floating islands aren't they 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 are I, i don't if you've never been on this or if you've never looked at this properly i don't think people will realize just how big this ship is it is absolutely huge and you know what it made me uh think of, Fred? What it reminded me of a little bit? The line in Saudi Arabia. It's like really? a, Yes. The line is like just a line of these bad boys <laughs> lined up in the desert. Isn't it though, right? When you think about it, like stacked living, yeah. entertainment, all on swimming pools and stuff. To, like add a training, and you've pretty much got the line in Saudi Arabia. So yeah, it's it's it, i get the dystopian thing i get both sides of what we're saying and I, I and listen i don't think we'll properly understand because we don't we don't have we're not in the same situation as a lot of other people would love to do love to do a cruise or something like this but there's no doubt it's impressive no yeah
1: doubt.
0: i want i want to go down to the uh, royal caribbean like design room i like to say there'd be a whiteboard on the wall or a boardroom and they're just like right make it bigger how big do <laughs> make it this time <laughs> We want, to, we want to outdo Saudi Arabia. We want to convert London to boats. Oh, wow. <laughs> Make it longer. This guy's just like walking down the end of a room with a pencil, bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> I hope that's what it is. But guys, a few other facts about this, right? So, power generation. This is what really struck me. You've got to kind of power this mini city for ten thousand people out in the middle of the ocean, right? There's no way of plugging it in somewhere or getting any kind of uh, you know generation from from a local city. No infrastructure. So the ship has six multi-fuel engines, but unlike other Royal Caribbean ships that use diesel power, that is really bad for the environment, uh, Icon is going to use liquefied natural gas, which is also bad for the environment, but not quite as bad as diesel. So it's kind of a Diet Coke uh, analogy that I used before. Uh, And when it's in (laughs) port, the ship saves energy by plugging into local power grids rather than leaving the engine on and burning extra fuel. I don't know how you'd feel about that if you were Malta, or a small island, you know. Someone's this massive ship has docked, kind of cast an enormous <laughs> shadow over your whole town, rather like that star destroyer in Road One yeah. when it lands above the city. Yes, and like, yes. oh yeah, can we, uh, can we just uh, plug in and use your electric while we're here? It's like this reminds me of my sister. Shout out to my sister, actually, who's when she comes over to our house, uh, sometimes charges
1: her phone on my electric. Outrageous,
0: uh. absolutely outrageous.
1: <laughs> you can Ooh. imagine um, when they plug in. Say, if you're in a small town like you're saying, and all. You Know people are in the houses and their lights just start dimming, you know,
0: yeah. like <laughs> all icons <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> oh, the ship's here, <laughs> get the candles out.
0: Yep, <laughs> we made loads of money from tourism, but we uh spent it all in the electric powering the ship when it plugged itself <laughs> in. I also I like to think that we said it I've, on my notes here, it says plugging in to local power grids. I hope it's just like one plug, like one sort of three pin plug, someone drops out, plugs it in somewhere, some Good local ton. electric board. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm talking
2: about that's what i'm talking about you know um in the caribbean saint kitts saint kitts and nevis right they got a population of 52000 people imagine if this bad boy just turned up yeah, like the population of the islands just got significantly larger. In some of these man? places,
0: they they obviously they thrive on uh, cruise ship visitors. They they thrive on these people coming in. But yeah, but when we've been I've been to different places in the Med, and when a cruise ship's in port, it can be it can be a nightmare because the city's like completely overrun that day and just packed with people. Um, it's always nice when they cast off again in the evening and go somewhere else because you get a, get your city back. But yeah, hey guys, we've been talking on this episode a lot about how big these ships could be and could you build a bigger ship could you build something that's like you know housing london or other cities in the future Uh, and it's a question we kind of pose in the video one major limiting factor now on ship size is not how big they can build them but where they can dock and where they can travel to so Mm. the major limiting factor now on how big you can make a cruise ship is where it can dock what ports it's going to come into what destinations it's going to serve because we're getting to the stage now where there isn't really the infrastructure to accommodate something this big without having to ferry ten thousand people back and forth from the main ship to the to the shore which doesn't make a lot of sense so almost kind of similar thing to the old the old a380 which had to require quite a lot of airport upgrades around the world and now it's interesting there's been a real shift in aviation design to you know twin jet Wide bodied aircraft rather than the massive, massive super jets because they're more efficient, basically. Mm. I'm not sure whether you're going to see that the cruise ships are you going to see smaller, more efficient cruise ships that can make more money and prove more profitable than something like this, or are Royal Caribbean just going to keep going and going and going? Who knows? <laughs> Just keep cruising. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, love it, mate. Loved it. Bit, bit of a different left field video for for us, but no, thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it, mate. And and sometimes it's good to have a little bit of a moan, yeah, and to try and be balanced. Yeah, I have a bit of a moan. Yeah, As I said at the start, this is is a bit of an interesting
0: uh, twist for us. We're going to give it a go. We're going to see how cruise ships go down on the B1M. It's either going to be a massive hit or not go very well. Uh, And it's either be our our first cruise ship video or our last cruise ship video, but you'll find out, I guess, (laughs) in a few months' time. Yeah. (laughs) But as I said, um, taking aside the fact that it's a bit of a different story for us and what you may think about cruise ships, the feat of engineering, the collaboration that's gone on between project teams to uh, pre-manufacture stuff uh, on one site location and then piece it all together in this incredible complex way and make it float and make it accommodate 10,000 people and travel all around the world and deal with all kinds of different uh, weather and sea currents and goodness knows what else is incredible and I think once again speaks to the power of the construction industry so i'm pleased we've covered it guys let us know what you think about this have you been on a cruise have we got cruises wrong what don't they have on cruise ships they should have on cruise ships get your comments coming in podcast at the b1m.com so today's episode is sponsored by Bluebeam, trusted by over 2.5 million professionals in over 160 countries Bluebeam develops innovative technology solutions that set the standard for AECO project efficiency and digital collaboration. Bluebeam's desktop, mobile and cloud-based solutions are specially designed to improve communication and simplify processes across the entire project lifecycle. The key to Bluebeam's success is a customer-focused approach to product development. Bluebeam works with the industry to create solutions for the industry. Headquartered in Pasadena, California, Bluebeam now has additional offices throughout the US, UK, Germany, Sweden, and Australia, and is a proud member of the Nemeshek group. You can discover what Bluebeam can do for you and your business and your project and your cruise ship construction project, if you've got one of those going, uh, by getting over to your free 30-day trial over at bluebeam.com. That is heading over, guys, to bluebeam.com for a free 30-day trial this is software that's helped construction projects all around the world whether it's tunnels skyscrapers hospitals homes cruise ships the international space station i imagine whatever it may be you're building or working on guys go and check it out it's going to change your life it's going to make the project process easier that is a 30-day trial a very generous 30-day trial over at bluebeam.com also in the news this week we are heading over to dusseldorf germany where a new high-rise development has been unveiled by un studio we love a bit of un studio uh, and this has got all the hallmarks i think of a un studio development there's a bit of uh, the green spine in melbourne coming through there's a bit of for frankfurt coming through uh so it's it's like a un studio development but also unique in its own way I really like this. You've got uh, two skyscrapers. No, got that wrong. They're not skyscrapers. And um, this actually highlights a really important point. These towers are not skyscrapers because they don't meet the CTBUH guidance for what is a skyscraper. So the tallest one is 120 meters, it's a tower. And the second one is a bit shorter than that. You've got a residential tower and an office tower arranged around a new ground level community space which includes all kinds of things like public park, medical centre, education spaces, all very nice stuff. Project set to be constructed with reinforced concrete and sustainably sourced timber. It looks really nice. You've got stepped-back towers uh, that are going to have nice green terraces, lots of natural light coming into the apartments and offices. And I think what's really interesting is both buildings have been designed for adaptation in the future. So the office building can become residential apartments and the apartment building can become offices. They've kind of tried to future-proof this as much as possible, given the uh, slightly crazy changing world we all live in right now. Um, and they're badging that up as a really big part of this uh, this project's sustainability profile, which I think is, is really interesting. You've also got photovoltaic surfaces that are going to generate power, geothermal energy. Uh, I really like this. I think it's very nice. It's what our cities need right now. It's an open development. It's sustainable. It's well thought about. It's flexible. I'm a UN Studio fan, though. Have I got this right, guys? What do you reckon?
2: It's really funky, mate. It's a really, really funky design. Uh, I love kind of the cycle paths, if that's what they are, and and walking paths. But they look like – they remind me of the cycle paths you actually see in Copenhagen that they've built around the city there. Uh, and they're these, like, brightly, like, uh, lit and coloured orange paths that go around – What's random is the uh, the tower on the left of that first image has one of those paths in, like, the penthouse. You see that, like, that top floor? It's got, like, a slide that goes from one bit. Yeah, they've
0: kind to tried that. to tie it in, haven't they? It's, right. There seems to be that. That seems to be thread through the building. If you look at the last image, which is kind of like the the design plan, the yeah. the orange seems to flow through as like a kind of a, a route through the building in some way. Ah, right. Okay. I, I it's
2: a bit weird. It's a little bit weird. Listen, I think it's a really good idea, but I like uh, a lot of developments like this. All depends on execution. The cladding co- could look really rubbish. The design overall, overall, does look a little bit Stratford East London. Yeah, looks a little bit like Olympic Park near Westfields. Throw that up, bit of rando clad. Here's some balconies. It's not too tall. It's not too too thick. Um, l- yeah, what we'll we'll just have to watch watch this space and see how it comes out because I think it could it, it it potentially could just look a little bit average maybe especially with that shrubbery i'm not even going to start i'm not even going to talk about the trees and the bushes on the buildings yeah i'm not i'm not going to go down that set we'll circuit. come to we'll come to Liam's view but in defense of un studio
0: i think this is a really interesting point luke mm. for frankfurt uh obviously not finished yet but i was there a few weeks ago it's looking really really good that's a un studio development now this look here Is very similar, as I said, to Greenspine in Melbourne, but also I think the towers they proposed around Madrid's central station as well. There's a similar kind of look of Mm -hmm. step back profile on the tower dripping in trees. I don't think you in Studio have completed one of those buildings yet, or we haven't really seen them finished and built yet. So it is a bit up in the air as to whether what's being drawn here is ever going to look like that in reality. They're a big... Famous, world-renowned architecture practice. I'm sure it's going to look good. Yeah, but the none of these puddings have quite got to proof stage yet.
2: Right. It do not know where I'm going with that. Metaphor, really, but you know what I me. Mean. Hey, <laughs> no, mate, it checks out. It works. I just think Green Spine. We've not seen it completed yet, I've, but Green Spine and this, like you know, chalk and cheese a little bit. Green Spine is like a masterpiece. I think that looks amazing. <laughs> this, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too convinced by this yet, but maybe I'm wrong. maybe I'm being too skeptical. Liam what what are you thinking mate i
1: I quite like it I, I love the the step back look of it. I really like the timber as well. I think it just looks really sort of native in the landscape. you know what I mm. mean It's not big concrete sort of glass structure. I think it's just very easy. It looks very warming to me if 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 a building can look warming.
2: yeah, true, true.
1: Yeah, I, I quite like that. It's yeah, it's not over the
2: top. It's mm. like quite subtle.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I like it. I, I don't think the tree. I don't really think the shrubberies. Um, I don't really have a problem with that. It's not excessive, is it? It's not as bad no. as some other things we've seen. No, I'd live there mm. for
0: sure. I'd live there. If it wasn't in Dusseldorf, I'd live there. Yeah, um, <laughs> same. Lots, of, <laughs> lots of nice comments. This one. So Alex is saying, looks incredible. Uh, lots of nice heart emojis, guys. Lots of love for this one. Chris saying, uh, looks stunning. I'm excited they're using timber for it. Uh, Bruno says, uh, Americans not understanding why they're not using 95% of the land for parking, which I think is quite, <laughs> quite a dig at Americans because a lot of the stuff they do does have a big old car park next to it, especially uh, out of town and places. So mm. yeah, hello to America. And everyone I've just offended over there. Let us know what you think about this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that you got what's coming in uh swinging over now out of europe over to uh, asia and japan we are going back to the azabudai hills district guys we talked about it a lot this year it was flagged by the b1m as one well of the top 10 projects completing in 2023 we did a bit of a check-in a few months ago looking at some pictures that uh, heatherwick studio shared showing it nearing completion that looked great we've now got another picture from heatherwick studio which has come out in the last week and my goodness me is this thing looking just like it's renders? I'm I'm really impressed with this. Um, Very excited to see it completed. I think Heatherwick and the construction team have done a really good job at executing it. It's not even open yet, but we've got really good, decent amounts of trees on buildings. It's like they've actually listened to our podcast and gone, quick, we don't want to get featured or called out by Fred Luke and Liam. <laughs> just plant whatever you can. But I think it looks good. I think it looks really good. I'm excited to see this uh, finished. What do you guys reckon?
1: It looks like a render to me. I'm not going
0: to lie. Both these well, pictures
1: like, to me look like renders. The second one's a render. First one's a real picture. Isn't just it? to clarify. It's got a reflection of the building in it. A like perfect reflection of the building. That you'd almost get in a render. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, first, that first photo is hands down a photo. That is hands down a photo. I, mate. I just don't think you're going to
1: get the reflection that perfect. That's symmetrical in that building.
2: (laughs) It doesn't it doesn't look like.
1: Look at the look at the main skyscraper above the project and then it's got a perfect reflection of that. I mean Ah Yeah. But you know
0: you get reflections of buildings on other buildings, don't you? You Yeah, it's a real thing.
1: Look, you've got like little trees reflections and things like that in there. You can't even see where where the trees are. How, how are you such a conspiracy theorist? You're contesting <laughs> this I is a real I photo. It's a real photo. It's clearly it? a real photo. Yes, is people you can Some see people it's a real in the comments photo. seem to agree with me as well. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, it just looks like a render to me. There right. you go. I, th- I think I think that's a good
0: point. <laughs> I think I think that's kind of what we're saying in the post as well. We said it looks exactly like it's render, which is great. Um, oh. people saying wow. A development that looks almost exactly like the rendering is so rare nowadays. Great mm. to see That's lots of other nice comments about Tokyo, about the developments. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good.
2: Teletubby uh, headquarters, isn't it, mate? Like it looks amazing, though. It, it, is it a bit Teletubby? Yeah, it is, but it 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 it's fantastic. Looks like it's render. It's interesting. It's different heatherwick mate i've I, I know you you love like a bit kpf and you know, or un studios mate heatherwick i'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, all I'm, right. a, I'm a i'm a heatherwick stan i think now like, I, I, I just the, the project's just like, oh, man, it just seems like Heatherwick's quickly becoming, you know, like a trendsetter. I, you know, give it a few years and the next like 10 years, yeah, you'll see like m- m- mimics of this, won't you? You'll see, you know, iterations of this around the world. I think but. I think they're already
0: there. I think there's a, there's a Heatherwick style. I think if you look at the impact that practice has had on the world and particularly yeah. the UK as well, I think it's it's huge. It's changed architecture. It shaped cities. I think it's it's awesome yeah um i'm trying to balance things out a bit here because if tom heatherwick's listening he always gets kind of like proper deep analysis from architect's <laughs> journal or architectural review you know the rba will do a big piece on it but uh here you've got a, a teletubby land that's our takeaway it's got, it's got a teletubby land <laughs> vibe tom
2: but nice it looks fight, good mate. i want to reiterate it looks good it looks really 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 good i can't wait to go to japan i'm meant to go to japan next year so hopefully i'll be able to uh have a look at this in person.
0: Yes, mate, you'd be our correspondent, our Japan correspondent.
2: You know, it, mate.
0: Luke Bly he's on the ground in Tokyo. Yeah. What have you got for us, Luke? Yeah. Well, it's pretty good over here. There's trees Tokyo and buildings. Tokyo Sky
2: Tree, Tokyo Sky Tree. Yeah, it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, that's, that's all he talks about. Tokyo
2: Sky Tree, Tokyo <laughs> Sky Tree.
0: And back to you in the studio. Thanks, yeah. Luke. That was great. <laughs> uh, swinging on over to the email inbox. What's landed? What we've got this week?
2: Well, uh, it, it, this week, it's not an email. It's actually a review from Apple Podcasts. Uh, this is from Knox16 from Denmark. And uh, the title of their review on Apple Podcasts is just the B1M. And it goes, very interesting podcast for people who work in the industry as well as the ones who don't. It's funny and relaxed with the topics, not strictly talking about one thing. And that's how a good podcast should be. Highly recommend followed by loads of explanation marks. So, uh, Nox16, cheers, lad. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, mate. I love how it says not strictly focused on one thing. No, no, we definitely digress
0: every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening. We want to get your feedback in, get your comments coming in podcast <laughs> at theb1m.com. Uh, don't forget, guys, that 30-day free trial from Bluebeam is available. Bluebeam have sponsored this episode, 30-day free trial their digital collaboration software it is amazing it will transform your project it will transform the way you collaborate with project teams and others on your team uh, on whatever you're working on whether it's a skyscraper tunnel or a cruise ship get going get involved with it over at bluebeam.com 30-day free trial and as always thanks for listening to the world's best construction podcast thanks for tuning in to our cruise ship episode and we're going to talk to you next week All to the news this week. Oh, Oh. sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) Sorry, buddy.